So um, it's great to hear that Natalie got an amen at the end of church news. I think I've seen Natalie this morning. Uh, I hope that builds her up. Morning, Doreen. Morning. So, um, are you all right? God bless you. God bless you. So, I feel a bit nervous because I haven't spoken for a while. And then when you come up and, and, and you haven't spoken for a while, you kind of get a bit shaky. I do. And um, I want to apologise to Dan Glover to start with. This is me easing myself in, okay? Dan Glover sent me the task of seeing how many high school musical song titles I could fit into my preach this morning, and I haven't been able to do it. I've got to be honest. So I want to firstly apologise to Dan, just in case he's sitting there trying to work out how many high school musical songs I fit in. If you don't know what high school musical is, I'd encourage everyone and anyone to go and watch high school musical. They're Disney films. Okay, and uh, I have to be honest, I really like them, and I'm not afraid to say that. And um, I find them really quite meaningful and moving. And um, anyway, let's move on. So, uh, <laughs> quite quickly, um, if you can show us the picture on the screen, that would be brilliant. And um, there was no quit. Someone pointed out this morning that you're wearing the same T-shirt. And it honestly is. I did not wake up and think, I'm going to wear the same T-shirt. Um, it's just the irony of it, I suppose. So, um, who remembers Where's Wally? Here he is. There's Wally. And I have to be, I've, I've got to be honest, I feel really sorry for Wally. Do you not? Everyone's always looking for you. You, you can't get away from it. Everyone is always trying to find out where you are. You're always expected to wear a certain kind of uniform. I mean, imagine wearing that hat in the summer. And you've always got to be happy that people are really constantly looking out for you. Even in the bathroom, you just can't get away from people. And so, um, poor old Where's Wally. Um, I do kind of uh, feel sorry for him, but we're not going to talk about Wally this morning. Don't worry. Put your hand up if your name's Joy. Anyone, have we got any Joys in the room? We do. Okay. So we've got uh, uh, someone called Joy. When I talk in a minute about where's Joy, please don't feel all of a sudden self-conscious. There was a lady called Joy in a previous church, and every time someone talked about Joy or gave a prophetic word for Joy, everyone just would turn and face her, bless her, I felt so sorry for her, as in the actual name of the person. We're not talking about Joy as a name. We're talking about Joy as something that equally most of us are probably looking for. I don't think I've met many people that would honestly just be able to stand there and say, I just want to be miserable. <laughs> so all I'm looking for, all I'm looking for is a bit more sadness in my life. Sadly, sadness and things like that do happen. They're an emotion, they're a feeling. And, um, but I think the majority of people, in all honesty, would say that Deep down, there is a certain sense of happiness and joy. There's something that just draws us more in that direction. So this morning, we're going to talk about finding something, not Wally, but where can we find joy? Okay? Not the person. Where can we find joy? Something that we all want to find. We all want to find and live this idea of a good life, a beautiful life, whatever that might look like for you. Something we often confuse in that is the difference between what joy is and actually this other word, happiness. Because there's quite a difference between joy and happiness. True joy is a constant. 
it can be a constant where I don't know if you've ever recognised as happiness as being something that's actually quite fickle. Happiness can be something that's quite fickle. There's nothing wrong with happiness. Please don't think I'm now saying happiness is wrong, okay? Happiness is great. But happiness can be fickle because it depends on an external event that might happen to us. But joy is determined upon an inward choice, an attitude, and sometimes, to be honest, a behavior. Joy can be intentional like love. Joy transcends, whereas happiness reacts. So happiness or joy isn't based on, we often think, I think I do, I know we used to, I often used to determine joy and if I was having this idea of a good day or a bad day, joy is not determined on a good day or a bad day. It transcends even the idea of a good day or a bad day because it goes deeper than that. Joy is deep. It's an inner feeling Whereas happiness is more of an outward expression. Do you know what? A smile doesn't always accompany joy. Sometimes tears accompanies joy, anguish, pain, anger. All these things can accompany joy. A smile does accompany joy at times, but it doesn't have to all the time. Joy is something that runs deeper than that. It's slightly different to happiness. And do you know what? I would say, actually, it's a right to be joyful as well. I don't know if sometimes you feel like, am I allowed to be joyful in certain situations? I'll, I'll, come, I'll open this maybe a bit later. But from the start, I kind of want to say it's a right to be joyful. It's a good thing to have joy. It's a good thing to be able to feel that, even within the deepest and darkest moments, or when you're with someone that's going through a deep, dark moment. For you to feel joy at that moment at the same time is okay. And I'm not talking about joy saying, well, hey, isn't it great that you're feeling really bad? That's not what joy is. Joy speaks of something a lot deeper while you're walking through something with someone and your joy can rub off on other people. I'll come back to that a bit later, but I kind of want to throw that in at the start. Last thing to say about joy before we kind of... I'm just going to open up a couple of things, really, around where we might find joy, okay? But joy is something that everyone experiences. You do not have to be a Christian to experience joy, okay? Real joy is available for Christians and people that are not a Christian. And here's why. Here's what I think. I kind of think joy is one of those things that God has set in place for all of creation to enjoy, So Christian or not, I just think, if you're, wondering, if, you, if you're watching or you're in here and you're wondering, like, what is God actually like? Okay, Let me kind of help maybe with a bit of an interesting starting point. I want you to imagine your best day. I want you to imagine that feeling of joy. Okay, Everyone in here will know what that feels like as well. And that feeling of the best day, that feeling, I, I kind of know. I know what joy feels like. Here's what I think the Bible talks about. I think that God is a God of joy. I think God invented joy. I think God came up with the idea of joy because I believe God himself is pure joy. Here's what I think. The moments when you experience joy in some way, shape or fashion, I really wonder if, and I think that, 
that gives you a glimpse of what God is actually like. Your feeling of joy paints a picture of a bit of who God is. It talks in the Bible when God made everything and God said, kind of, right, that's good. Creation, that's good. I can't imagine God sitting there in his armchair. You have to, you have to, I'm not being irreverent on that. You have to pick up kind of like imagery. I can't imagine God being there, looking at something that he thought was really good and just being a bit down about it. I think God was joyful about what he had made. And then it comes to people. And he talks about people, you and me, and he said, that is very good. You are very good. And I can't imagine God looking at us and just being, yeah, that's really good. I can't imagine it. I think God sees us and has a huge overwhelming sense of joy towards us. We have a God that is a God of joy. Joy is something that we all experience, Christian or not. It paints a picture of who God is. It lets us know what God is actually like. And so if you are watching this and exploring the Christian faith, maybe take a minute to remember that point where you are really joyful. And maybe start there as an image of, oh, is God like that then? Yeah. We have a God who is a God of joy. Though there is a place where we experience joy, like I've just said, I want to go wider and I want to go bigger. Everyone experiences joy. I've just said about that. I think that's standard. I think most of us would agree with that. There is a place where I want to go bigger. From that place when Jesus said, you can have life, but you can have life to the full. I believe there's a place where all of us can experience life or all of us can experience joy. But when you meet Jesus, there is life and life to the full. I think we can only get the life to the full when we meet Jesus. I think we experience and can go into more of a fullness of joy than without Jesus. The gospel opens up joy and hope and contentment in a way that nothing else can. In a way that nothing else can. Joy which is endless. Joy which is a foundation which cannot be taken away. Joy which is eternal. Joy which won't wither. Joy that is a constant. That is found only in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Only. That is the place where we all belong. The reason we exist. It's our home to be in a relationship with God. And this is the place where we find true joy. Deep joy. Life and life to the full. So at this point... Turn with me, if you would, to Psalm 16, verse 8 to 11. And um, 
if you can. So imagine you're kind of like wearing a pair of, if you're wearing glasses, that's probably quite easy. But imagine you're wearing a pair of glasses. What I'd love us to try and do is see the rest of the talk through the glasses of Psalm 16, verse 8 to 11. By magic, it's appeared behind me. My eyesight's going too much, so I can't read that one. I can read it from my Bible, but let's read it on the same thing. Here is what it says. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And here's the bit where I just want to try and get us to grab hold of for the next 20 minutes. That first bit. That first sentence, I keep my eyes always on the Lord, okay? Can you say that? It's a bit cheesy, I know, but let's have a go. After three, one, two, three, I keep my eyes fixed. Brilliant. So we are going to focus everything else through that part. Next slide. Where do we find joy, okay? Where do we find joy? In the Lord. With all the Where's Wally books, have you ever noticed that Wally didn't come out and find you? That would be weird. Imagine Wally jumping out and saying, I'm, I'm over here. It's just a bit odd. It's not going to happen. Okay? It's not going to happen. And sometimes I wonder if that's a bit like joy. I don't know if joy ever comes up and just stands in front of you waving. Sometimes we have to look for joy. Sometimes it's there and we just can't quite see it. Sometimes stopping and seeing all of the little small things around us can be such a helpful thing to do when determining and discovering joy in our own lives. We live in a culture which celebrates big achievements and in our minds big achievements equals success and uh, and maybe the beautiful life if I if I kind of achieve that and I get there that's when I'm going to feel something or that's when I'm going to gain something and um, that might look like the joyful life but the reality I found with that is it's always two steps beyond me and when I get there if I get there I kind of find a sense of joy but I've realized all the stress and everything else that's just kind of like gone with me along the way to try and meet this one area that I thought, if I get there, that's when I'm going to find and feel joy. The reality is, living that way, you kind of rarely experience everyday joy because it's dependent on something further down the line. I'm not sure this is where joy lives. I think anxiety lives there, stress-driven Compelling you, um, comparing yourself to other people. I kind of think that lives there, but I'm just not sure much joy does. So today, I'm a lot more convinced that just taking a minute to stop and see joy in the everyday is really helpful. Really helpful. The things we call small. The things we're often too busy to see. The things we often overlook is not as important compared to the big achievement further down the road. The insignificant in comparison 
to what you think other people have or the insignificance in comparison to what you see on a TV screen. I'm wondering if the things we pass by every day that we call the small, that we're too busy, too stressed, too familiar with, I wonder again if we need to stop and look at the things that are around us. Stop and see who you have with you. Stop and remember, this is where the depths of joy sometimes comes in. Stopping and remembering those that we had around us. Stopping and remembering for a minute that all these things that you wanted life to become and you're there, maybe we're just too familiar to stop and remember what we actually have, who we've become, and the things we have around us. We live on the south coast. We live right next to this sea. We live near greenery. We live in a place where at night you can go for a walk down the seafront, you, you can look up and you can see the stars and you can see Jupiter, Saturn and the moon this time of year. It's as beautiful as anything you're likely to see, but you can just walk past it if you're too busy. On a sunny day you can look up and you can see the clouds and it's just wonderful. On a rainy day when it's stormy you can go down and the sea is just powerful or you can just walk past what I'm trying to say is, in a life that's busy, taking time to stop and realise what we have and who we have is a really healthy thing. It's really healthy. All of life which takes place around us, all the places where God has been and is at work, and we can just let it pass us by. This isn't, a, sorry, this isn't a telling off. This is a, I just wonder if there's more joy to be found in our everyday when we stop and slow down. When we stop and we slow down. Maybe it's time to be a little more present. Stop and recognise some of what the day has given us, some of what the day holds. And um, going back to Psalm 16, Viewing that through the eyes of, God, I put you before me all the time. This has come from you. This has come from you. In Matthew 6, Jesus takes a moment. I love it. I love it. It, it. I find it brilliantly fascinating. Jesus takes a moment. Imagine you're there with his disciples talking about do not worry. And he uses the things around him. It talks about the birds of the air. It talks about the flowers in the field. It takes time to look at these things. And then he says, doesn't he? Then he says, if my father sorts all these things out, how much more will he do for you? Taking a minute, like Jesus did, to stop, to remember, and to reflect. Psalm 16:8. I keep my eyes on the Lord always. In the everyday then, have a go at taking time to recognise and remember and slow down. I do it when I'm running at times. 
sometimes I'll sit with my family or Ros and just be like, do you know what, I'm really grateful for that. Not often, but sometimes. There are moments when I was, when I was writing this, I've got to be honest, I stopped and thought a bit more. And I, as an 18-year-old, I never thought I would be in the position as I am now as a 46-year-old. And you have no idea how grateful I am to God for that. No idea. But it's here. And there's joy within for the people that are around me. Let's go on to the next one. Did that make sense? I haven't asked that for a long time. I just kind of think we're busy. And perhaps we just need to stop at times. Perhaps we just need to stop at times. Okay, stop and see. The next slide. Have we got a, what's on the next one, Jan? Stop and see all the meaning. Here's what I mean by meaning, okay? I mean meaning. I mean the, the, the thing where, where, what's my meaning? What's your meaning, okay? Why are you here? That kind of thing. But also, all of the meaning, I'm thinking, what's the meaning in some of the events and the stuff that happens around me? More often than not, we, we, we don't often sit there and think, right, okay, I'm going to stop and think, what, what was all that about, okay? It often happens a bit further down the line. But taking a minute to stop, to slow down, and to see all of the meaning, there's a huge amount of joy to be discovered uh, by stopping and seeing meaning. Stopping and seeing what takes place around us from a different perspective is really healthy and there's joy to be found. Remember Psalm 16. I set you before me. So seeing things from the perspective of God is sometimes really helpful. I set you before me. From the perspective of God is a really healthy, helpful thing. There are times when, what I said a minute ago about joy, where joy is a real choice when it comes to meaning. Especially, I, I weren't sure about to talk about difficult times, but you can't not. In difficult times when they come along, to choose joy in some of those moments is a real choice. It's a real choice. It's a real letting go of some other things and a determination to find joy in what is going on. That's not distracting from other emotions and other things, but it is saying that you, we can find joy in these things when we make him our vision and the way that we look and our perspective. There are times we choose joy to find joy which engages our attitude. Working through all sorts of mess to find joy is like finding gold. I'm just a firm believer that joy isn't something that happens to us. In all of our meaning, in all of the things that come our way, I don't think joy is something that happens to us and that we have to wait for. I just think joy is something deeper within that we can engage with and choose. Joy can be found. It's that choosing to wear a garment of praise, a choice to put something on instead of a, a spirit of despair. Psalm 16, I know I keep saying it, I will set you before me. God, I set you before me. 
in all these different things. Part of meaning is that feeling of belonging. You might be in a club, you might be something, whatever that might be. But can I honestly say that? To find meaning and belonging is nothing like the local church where you can feel that and have that expressed. It doesn't compare to the local church. Belonging to something so much bigger than ourselves where we see things on a wider scale is just incredibly healthy and helpful. And a place where we find true joy, where we're going for something that's not just about us. I might be touching on a few nerves, but sometimes joy can be very self-orientated. Being part of the church means we're part of something that's bigger than ourselves. And there's a huge amount of meaning in that, in belonging. And meaning in the big questions. How do I fit into the massive picture of things, the universe? Why am I here why was I made for me, or was I made for meaning, or am I the result of some random weird chance? I would love to tell you that you have a huge amount of meaning because God loves you, because God is hugely joyful about you. And again, in Psalm 16, what time are we on? Psalm 16, verse 8 choose to set the Lord before you in all of your meaning. And so, even when it comes to meaning, why am I here? Why did that happen? Stopping and taking a moment to consider, to walk alongside someone and see from God's perspective can bring a huge amount of joy. So only a couple of places where you can find joy. There are lots of others. You find joy in the everyday. When you stop and see, we can find joy in meaning when we can stop and see and consider it. But as we find joy, it's almost like it begins to build up within us. It begins to build up within us. Joy is felt sometimes spontaneously, but there are times when it acts like a reservoir. I think someone said something about a reservoir earlier. There are times where it acts like a reservoir and it, it's there. You know that all the things that God has done. We know all the things that God has said. We know all of the small things and all of the meaning and all of the big things. And sometimes it's spontaneous, which is really good. But there's a word that comes in that is totally biblical, which I hope is going to really help us discover where does all this joy come in? If that's a reservoir, is there something and a place where we can tap into all of this stuff? And there is. And I think it's the word gratitude. The word gratitude, which basically means thankful. Which basically means thankful. Taking a minute to stop and consider. And then engaging an attitude of thankfulness to God is a huge thing which releases joy. Psalm 52.9 says, For what you have done, I will always praise you. I will always praise you. I will always set you before me. Psalm 16. Psalm 52. I will always praise you for what you have done. Joy in its purest form. Joy in its purest form. I believe then finds its origins in God. And there is an attitude of gratitude which really helps us tap into that. Gratitude, when we stop and see all that God has done in the everyday, when we stop and see meaning 
in life and life around us and the gratitude that God has been and is involved. It releases a sense of joy. But before I finish, I really think it's healthy and important to be grateful for the people around us as well as God. I think there's something healthy in that. I think it's from God. I think it's healthy to be grateful for the local church as well as God. And sometimes something we... It's all right to say it. It's healthy and be great to be grateful about yourself as well. To stop and think, do you know what? I did that all right. Sometimes it's healthy to be grateful about you as a person as well as those around you, as well as the local church, because actually a huge amount of it has its origin in God anyway. Let me round up. It's warm. I've waffled on. I just think joy off of the back of things like COVID to re-engage. COVID's been an interesting time and a varied time. But not to rush on too quick from it. There's some processing that sometimes needs to be done. And I just think stopping and seeing what God might have been doing in the everyday and is doing now. Stopping and seeing meaning within the different things that go on around us, including even including COVID. Recognising and putting God at the forefront of all of this as Lord. Seeing where he's worked at a deeper level and being grateful and thankful is a really healthy, helpful thing. So where is joy? Joy isn't something that happens to us, neither is it a destination, it's a journey it's a journey of choice, it's a journey of depth, and it's a journey of meaning. A journey which perhaps asks us to stop and see all the small things as well as the bigger, wider things. And then realise that actually all of the small things are probably a lot bigger than we realise anyway. A journey which perhaps asks us to stop and see our meaning and the meaning of things which happen, to work and process things through and choose to find meaning in them. I believe the Bible teaches us to set the Lord before us and from this perspective view so much of what happens around us. Finding meaning and purpose and joy in this as we realise that he is the origin of joy anyway. And I believe that the way we tap into this reservoir of joy is gratitude to stop and say thank you to God at night, in the morning, at lunchtime, when you're out walking, looking up, seeing the small things, which are actually the bigger things, and just being grateful in the moment and letting that joy continue to build and grow as this journey continues. So I want to end Psalm 16, 8 to 11 again. You'd think the amount of times I've said it, I'd know it off by heart by now. Psalm 16, 8 to 11. 
I keep my eyes on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad because I keep him at the forefront. My heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure. It's amazing how contentment and peace tag on to joy. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So can I encourage you, find God in the small things. Stop and see the joy in the everyday things around us and constantly keep your eyes fixed on him and just be grateful as we keep going through. Is that right? Can I pray? Do you want to stand? I'm really hot. How long we got? I don't quite know what to do. I've got to be honest. That's all right. Right, we're going to try something a bit different. Just take, take a moment, just to, just to, I don't know, think, take a minute to think of your best day ever. It's going to be really weird. Take a minute to, just to think of your best day ever, okay? Whatever that might be, whatever that might look like, just, just take a minute. I don't know what that is. And I'm just going to pray and give thanks out of a heart of gratitude. I know, I know what mine is. God, as we stand here and think of whatever our best day ever is, I don't think I've ever done this in church, but God, whatever our best day ever is, if that involves creation, I want to say a massive thank you for the wonderful works of your hand as we look to the stars, as we see the sea, as we see the greenery around us and the smell of the field and, and all of that different things and the weird and wonderful insects, all of the different stuff you have made. Where we live, God, we want to say how much joy that brings. We thank you that points to a God of joy. We thank you you love what you have made. We know it's not perfect. But God, even in that, it's still incredible. I thank you it points to a God that is wonderfully joyful, hugely creative. I thank you for that, We're grateful for that. If it includes people around us, we thank you for the people around us. Thank you for the place where you've, you've set us to live. Thank you for the call you've got on our life here in Hastings. I want to thank you, God, for meaning when we set you before us, your perspective, you are Lord. It's what we're saying, you are Lord. 
Help us find meaning within the meaning and all the small things that are around us, whether it's our best day, whatever that is. We're just grateful that you are there. You have worked. And we thank you that what makes the difference is our relationship with you, God, because we didn't have that before. We thank you that because of Jesus, we can now come to our Father in heaven, the Creator, and know you and understand a bit more of you. And I thank you for the cross of Christ and the things that are eternal and the things that won't change, the things that won't wither away. I thank you that these are things that we are a part of as well. So we thank you with gratitude. I pray for a releasing of joy more and more, fruit of the Spirit, joy, more and more as we know you. Keep coming, keep working, keep moving. Keep us seeing, peel back our eyes and help us see where you're at work. Help us not be too busy and just stop in the everyday and just take a minute to be like, God, you are amazing. May that fruit of the Spirit of joy be ever-growing, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.